How you doing, bud? Oh, you know, we're hanging in there. Yeah. Doing the doing the stuff and things and you know. <laughs> I'm looking forward to tomorrow because I only have one meeting tomorrow and I can't even begin to guess the last time that I only had one meeting in a day since work from home started. Wow. Last week I had, if I remember correctly, about 28 meetings. Whoa. I mean, they weren't like all an hour long or anything, but I had, you know, 28 Mm -hmm. distinct meetings. And even if some of them are like 15 minutes, there's still like a sort of switching cost to going from yep. one meeting to the next. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And tomorrow I only have one. And if I remember correctly, let me actually check. It might just be like a 15 minute meeting. Yeah. Wow. I have one 15 minute meeting at 1030 in the morning and I have to test something. Um, we're we're switching servers. And mm-hmm. so... Uh, whenever that happens we just have to get a group of people together to just kind of mess around and make sure that things aren't going to break so i'm doing that tomorrow but that's going to take like an hour at some point in my afternoon so i'm very much looking forward to being able to do a lot of the small tasks and some bigger things that need to happen that normally i need to kind of cram into an hour or two surrounding other stuff Mm -hmm. so that'll be good i like never have meetings so that's interesting to hear about (laughs) yeah i mean i feel like i I had my first meeting in literally months mm -hmm. last week and (laughs) well i know we talked about meetings at some point but i feel like the last time i think that happened i mean i think we talked about it i think we have too um but the last time we talked about it i feel like it was either before I had my current position or just after. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't as obvious of a thing. In either case, yeah, lots of meetings last week. I still have a lot this week too, but um, tomorrow somehow got very freed up. I don't actually know how it happened, but I'm not complaining. Nice. Yep, and then I uh, I went to San Francisco this past weekend. That was very nice. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Uh, Aaron and I actually got to explore the city a little bit on Saturday. Because I drove up, I had a car, and it was easier to get around without needing to worry about stuff. Um, I did manage, somehow, while parallel parking, to bend my hubcap. Aww. I mean, it's just, it's it's a plastic cover. When I realized that it's just, like, I had never really touched my wheels like that. Uh, And I realized that, you know, it was just, okay, you're probably making more noise by typing that than you did by readjusting your microphone. And also, I would catch that while editing immediately. I, I, I mute the, like, smacking of our lips sometimes. I'm going to catch you hitting your microphone for 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um actually if you look at the timestamps that i provided it was, I was approximating uh, that was just a range that you decided to provide i have a feeling it was not actually 35 seconds exactly okay it was roughly around that though <laughs> well anyway i was parallel parking 
outside of a wonderful <laughs> building called the Palace of Fine Arts. And I uh, I don't know what's happened to my parallel parking. It hasn't been quite on point um, mm-hmm. for a while. I just, I think I'm out of practice. But this, and it didn't help that it's like parking in that city is really tough. I wasn't even sure if like with the spot that I was taking was legal. I basically needed to park to see if my car would fit in the spot that I thought it would, you know, and not be over on a cur on a red curb at all. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was going to be really close either way. I ended up fitting, but at one point I was rubbing up against the curb and I had to keep readjusting and the act of that. Ended up like sort of popping my hubcap slightly out of place and bending it a little bit. Oh, poor baby! So I was, I, I was honestly really worried because I mean, I knew I had done damage to my tire because I was going like one, you know, less than one mile an hour the entire time. Um, so it's just like the pressure of being up against the curb that like bent the plastic. It's not like it was going to hurt the wheel or the rim or anything important. Mm, but I didn't okay. know if, you know, I couldn't test. Just driving, most of the speed limits in San Francisco are 25 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So I could not test whether going 85 miles an hour would cause an issue. They're pretty much the same Luckily, it Luckily, it didn't. Luckily, the entire way, I only heard one weird noise for about 20 minutes. And I still don't know where it came from. It didn't even sound like it was coming from the wheel. But it just, I was just kind of this like weird, like... I don't know. I can't even explain it. You know, kind of like the sound of uh, like a, a, a playing card in the spokes of a bike. Mm-hmm. You know that sound? Imagine, yeah. imagine if someone whispered that sound to you. <laughs> like a human or like a... Uh, I don't know. I, I was just saying that. Like, imagine that, but very, very quiet and not quite as distinct. Like a fuzzy, quiet version of that sound. And that's kind of what I was hearing. It sounded like it was coming straight from like the passenger door, the the front passenger door. Mm-hmm. And I still don't know what happened because it just started all of a sudden. I noticed it. And then I was like, well, okay, let me go find a gas station to stop at. And the closest one was t- like half an hour away. And before I even <laughs> got to the gas station, it had stopped. Mm-hmm. And I got out and I looked around. I opened and closed my passenger door. There's nothing obvious. The hubcap hadn't seemed to moved at all or like come undone more. So I just continued on my way, never heard it again, and it still continues to function. So yeah, it still works. Me too. I'll probably go in and get it replaced this weekend if I can. Because it's a cheap Mm -hmm. part. Like I should be able to, I mean, the part itself, if I happen to have, you know, if I wanted to try and jack up my car and get like a torque wrench then I could replace it for like $10. Um, mm-hmm. But I have a feeling that I'd rather just go into a shop and pay like $40 to have them do it for me. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That works. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But this, uh, I was meaning I was going to send a picture to you. This Palace of Fine Arts. Have you heard of this place before? N- no, I don't okay. think so. Let me send a picture of it to you that I took. Sounds fancy. It is really fancy, but even saying that, I don't think does it justice. Okay, I have sent the photo to you. Via what means? Oh, I texted oh, it to you. I see, I see. Okay. Ooh, good thing I turned off my ringer right <laughs> as you said, I'm sending you it. 
Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Exactly. So yeah, like, and this is just like in the middle of the city, like a couple blocks from the ocean. Surrounding it on all sides is just like, you know, houses and stuff. Yeah. Typical San Francisco stuff, but this is just like there. Uh. It's really cool. Wow. It just like knowing where you're describing where it is, it just feels so out of place. Yep. No, I agree. Like it is just like, even just driving there, you kind of see it from the back. Or I guess any direction you go is just kind of like there. But then once you're kind of parked and just kind of walking around it, looking at it, you're suddenly just like in this whole different space. Like mm-hmm. you, while you're in, in the region of the, like the sidewalk going around it and going through it, you you suddenly feel very isolated from the riffraff of greater San Francisco around you. <laughs> the riffraff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we, we went there, and that was really cool. Then we walked uh, over to something called the Wave Organ, which mm-hmm. was not as visually cool as I thought it might be. It is, it's just kind of out of the way. Like, you just have to walk to the end of a point, and there's, like, a small beach there, and then there's just, like, this concrete and stone structure hmm. just, like, there, near-ish the shore buy some docks and a and like a marina and stuff and uh, but uh, but what it is there are uh, mixed into where you can just kind of sit and walk around a little bit in this structure are uh sort of concrete pipes that come out you know like those uh um uh what do I even call them Organ i guess pipes no, 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 no I'm, oh. I mean, they they do kind of look like that, but I was going more for like, you know, the, at the playground, the things that you can kind of talk into. Oh, yeah. So imagine a like kind of concrete version of that in a sense, like, the, uh, I mean, it looks a little nicer than that, but that's basically what they are in, in both look a little bit and in what they actually do. Like the, you, they have them up there where you can put your ear up next to them. And then they go mm-hmm. feet down below, and in some sort of intricate structure that you can't actually see, are just in the water and have waves bouncing into them. Hmm. And they are set up in such a way that, depending on how the tide is and all this sort of stuff, each of them sounds different. It doesn't just sound like water sloshing. Some of them sound like water sloshing. Some of them you just like get this like constant drone, almost like when you like an amplified version of holding your ear up to like a conch shell. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's a, like every single one sounds different. Hmm. Uh, we weren't there quite at high tide. Like it wasn't the most active, but I thought it was really cool. It was at least it's a really cool idea that they implemented really well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Neat. Who knew there was stuff in San Francisco? <laughs> I'm guessing the internet knew. I mean, yeah, but shut up. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to ask you an insightful question, but I'll just shut up then. <laughs> Go ahead. Ask your insightful no, question. No, no. You told me to shut up. I'm going to listen to you. <sighs> listen to me by asking a question. Well, really, <laughs> it was... It's more of a statement that elicits an answer. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I'll phrase it into a question. 
Um, as a kid, so you know those, as you described, a little like playground, like telephone thingamajowers? Yeah. Do you ever have memories of like shoving things in them, like rocks <laughs> or wood chips? Or am I just a monster? I definitely never did that, but I feel like I never... I mean, I guess you would have had to... The ones that I am familiar with, you'd have to go through a lot of effort to either rip up wood chips or find rocks small yes. enough to put... Okay, yep, you know, you're a monster. Okay. I definitely never like, did that. I, nor, like I mostly ignored back. them because I never found like they worked that well. I think it was... Probably because uh, monsters like me. No, I don't think so. It was on. I was probably like 11 or 12 when I finally found a set that actually worked in a playground. Hmm. Yeah. I'm going to credit that to monsters like me. Okay. Because I feel like shoving enough crap down them breaks them. All they are is just a tube. Yeah, but if you block the tube... I guess. I mean, yeah, you actually are probably right, now that I think about it, if they don't get like very wide. Yeah. And like mm. looking back on that, that's a horrible thing to do because it's probably a real pain to like fix and no one's ever going to fix it. Yeah, you suck. I don't suck. Little Grant <laughs> sucked. He was a little monster. You but he was are misunderstood. All of your past so... selves. What? Grant brought for better or for worse by Lynn Johnston. Hey, which one are you reading, by the way? Uh, you'll find out as I read it. The one that you linked to. Which one? You only link to one thing. Is my link before or after my comment that you criticized me for? Currently after your comment. Okay, perfect. Okay. Um, so we have a um, man, and I'm going to presume that it's... Uh, actually, no. Okay, looking ahead, it's a man and her and his sister... Uh, the man has a lovely mustache from, like, the 90s, wearing a sweater to match. And he is chopping up some carrots. There's also um, some garlic, I think. Maybe an onion, but probably garlic. Um, in the front of the frame as well. He's slicing and chopping. And his sister says, what's going on? And the man, as he is now kneading some pizza dough says oh he's chopping pepperoni i think <laughs> there we no, go i can't tell yeah it's pepperoni. It, okay um and the man says come on sis you can't put people on a diet right before christmas and then the next frame we flash forward to him having a complete pizza um that he's holding with some uh flowery hot mitts and he announces to the table let there be pizza and uh, another man eating a slice of pizza, um, probably the sister's husband, says, you want me to insult your brother? So, Mark, when's the last time you've had pizza? Um, Two days ago. Did you make the pizza or did you purchase the pizza? I guess from like a place that makes pizza other than like a grocery store. The latter. <laughs> Which one's that? That's the first one, right? No. Is that the former? <laughs> I hate that. I never know which is which. The latter is later. 
But oh, okay. It's it's later just with an extra T. I guess that makes sense. But the former is like later to like my no, former it's literally self the first former. came before my current self. Yeah, before, first. Oh, prior. before. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> but like I think of before as in like I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Anyway, Wait, later we... as in like late like longer ago. No. So that'd be the first one. Later as in like after, later, further beyond. I think English is If you stupid. go to bed later, it's not going to bed earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that makes kind of sense. <laughs> oh, are you going to bed at 10? No, later, 9 p.m. <laughs> like, later is in longer ago. Uh, anyway, we purchased it from a store. By a store, a restaurant. <laughs> Wait, a store? No, I, w- I just misspoke because I, I, you got me all confused. We purchased it from a pizza restaurant. And I walked and got my pizza and then walked back. And it was fully cooked the entire time. Okay. Neat. <laughs> so we're going to move on. So Mark, this week brought... No. <laughs> so I brought this comic because I purchased a pizza from a national pizza chain this weekend for the first time in probably like nine months. Okay, which national pizza chain? Can't you can't like who cares? Just say it. From Domino's. Alright. And dang, they got a real good like COVID specific pizza ordering and pickup system. Yeah. I gotta give them like are they props doing the like table right in the front like mine is? No, they do okay. it the, you order it online, you pay online, you put in a description of your vehicle online, you show up to the store, you they send you a text message that you hit a link on, and you hit a button up on the link, and they bring your pizza out to your car. Hmm. I, mean, I wish mine was that fancy. They don't even like know that you're coming. They're, they're kind of really bad at it. But what, yeah. what my place does is they have two tables basically blocking the front door Mm -hmm. and when you show up you call the store let them know that you're there and then they'll bring your pizza set it on the table unlock the door you can then go in and grab quick you know open up the door so that you can grab the pizza and then leave Mm -hmm. so still very safe i think Mm -hmm. um but definitely way more annoying yeah. So how was so how was your Domino's experience other than the health safety success? It was, or is there it something else you wanted to talk about? Well, I was mostly going to talk about like restaurants and stuff, but okay. Domino's like it was it was a Domino's pizza. It was fine. <laughs> I was honestly in the past with Domino's pizzas because like they put that like buttery garlicky stuff on the crust. Hmm. I feel like I got a lot less this time. Less of that this time. So I was kind of bummed out by that. But I also got a good deal. Or at least what I felt like it was a good deal, which is all that matters. Yep. I don't know. I was satisfied with it. It was fine. I ate way more of it than I should have. And I felt really sick the rest of that evening. And I thought I was going to throw up. But um, other than that, it was wonderful. But I was like very like impressed and pleased with their ordering and pickup system. Because I feel like I... Before the past like six months or whatever, I had n- 
I was never one to like order something online or like, I would just like go to the, if it was like a carryout place, that's like, like a, like a Chinese takeout place where most of their business is takeout. Like I'll call and place my order, but then like you go and you pay and you pick it up, whatever. But other than that, I like never ordered stuff online, but in the past six months I've started doing that and like paying for it online. So you just have to like show up and pick up your stuff. And I've found like such a wide variety of like, what do you have to do when you get there? Uh And I was wondering if you've had any experiences with this and have any thoughts on the processes and like what makes a good process and what makes a bad process. Well, I have a, I mean, I can talk about some. The other thing that strikes me as interesting um, is having been away from San Diego for whatever, three or four months, however long I was back, I think about three months, right? Mm -hmm. And I come back and I start going back to some of the restaurants, I've noticed how it's changed for better or for Mm. worse. So the main example that I'll use is a local burger place called the Grub Burger Bar. And it is fantastic. And they have a very good lunch meal. Um, and uh, what they did pr- um, prior to me leaving, at first they, they were a bit slow on the uptake. I think most restaurants were. Unless like you, they were in a spot that was really cracking down fast or something. Um, so I mean, originally it was... Okay, no one can come inside the restaurant. They have like a a bar that faces outdoors. Mm -hmm. So it's like they have like they have a full indoor section of the restaurant, but the rest of it is almost under like a built in awning. Mm -hmm. So it's basically open to the outdoors with just enough cover so that if it were to like rain slightly, like you'd be fine. Yeah. Um, And so the bar faces actually outside like you can go enter the bar area without walking through a door. And so all orders would be dealt with there. You'd go stand, you know, just stand around, <laughs> distant from other people, and pick up your order when it was ready. Mm-hmm. And that worked fine. And then eventually they implemented a car drop-off situation, which was, you know, you go pull into a spot, a designated pickup spot. They come um, to your car and are like, hey you know, what's your order? Because I guess they could not figure out how to add the extra data of what car are you driving to their order system. Mm-hmm. So someone would come out, ask who you are, you tell them, and they'd come back with your order, and that worked fine. I think that's a reasonably good system. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still can't quite tell how I feel about like them coming to your car, you opening up the window or whatever, and st- like... Because a car is like a real, mm-hmm. um, you know, petri dish of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that that always strikes me as a little weird, but I feel like that's what a lot of places around here did for a while. Panera's been doing that for a while. They they still have that option hmm. of curbside um, pickup, and that and that works well. Uh, but the grub place, they no longer do the the uh, curbside pickup. Now it's they have a slightly different setup, but it's equivalent to the bar one because they are now offering seating in their outdoor space, which they couldn't do before I left. Uh, but now mm-hmm. that outdoor space, they have like you know 
socially distant seating arrangements for people who want to eat there. Um, but no, still no one can like go through the out, the inside area. You still have to kind of remain outside. So they set up like another tent for a cashier and that's where you go to pick up your order. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I found that interesting. Other places haven't really changed. Uh, the Indian place down the road that I enjoy is still doing the same, like, eh, they just throw it on a table and you go grab it. Mm-hmm. And that, I still feel like that's my favorite way of doing it. And, like, I can quickly walk in with a mask, grab my thing, and walk out. And mm-hmm. I feel like I have, like, more control in that way than someone trying to, like, dump a bag full of food or a pizza box, deposit it through my window into my car. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'll always have a preference for, like, really close to the front, do a quick smash and grab, and leave. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. There's a... There's, like, a Chinese takeout place near where I work, and they, like, before everything, it was like you would walk in the front door and... I don't know, like eight to ten feet away was the front counter, and they had like a little teeny tiny seating area with like maybe four tables or whatever type deal. So it was like a very small kind of front of house area that like they don't do their business that way. Most people are coming and getting takeout. But then I think they were like closed for a short period of time. And then I went there or I ordered takeout from there like three, no, maybe two months ago. And I showed up and they like totally remodeled and they built like a, uh, like, uh, how do I describe it? Like a, you know, like those like entryways with double doors. So you like walk through one set of doors and then there's another set of doors you have to enter before you're like in the actual place. Yeah. There is like a a breezeway, so to speak. (laughs) Yeah. So they like built one of those and then like had a little like window with an intercom on it. Hmm. So you'd like walk in and then hit the intercom and then someone would come over and then they would ask you, what's your name? You'd say what your name was and then they would like go find your order and set it in front of like the window and then they would like walk out of view of the window and open the window for you and you would like reach over and grab your stuff. Hmm. That was interesting. It was kind of weird, but it was interesting and I appreciate the thoughts behind it. But yeah. That reminds just like, me wow, of my... Like renovated for this. Yeah. No kidding. That reminds me of my... Did I tell you about my trip to REI the other week? Yeah, I think so. I probably I, did. But that, like that we... still reminds me is when I was in Minnesota, they could... Like, you could open up your trunk and they just throw something into your trunk if you were mm. doing the pickup. Mm-hmm. And in San Diego, they... The person told me, even though it was not listed on their thing, like it, it, it did not say on my. It said very specifically on my email, like, "Oh yeah, if you open up your trunk, the team member can put your thing in there." Mm-hmm. And I like, you know, the person told me that no, they weren't allowed to touch my car, and so it was this whole song and dance of, you know, I hold my ID up to my closed window, they verify it, they put it, they toss the thing in the cart, walk away, I go grab the item, put it in my car. And then they retrieve the cart and then go back inside. Mm-hmm. And that was, I mean, definitely the safest way of doing it, all things considered, I think. Um, I don't think your Chinese food place, like, that doesn't seem like 
that helpful. <laughs> Not really, but like, I mean, I guess it's kind of. I I guess I am definitely uh forgetting about the realities of weather and stuff as well that make some of the solutions in mm-hmm. San Diego or San Francisco way more possible. Where yeah. the the pizza place that we went to, they like, um. In one of their doorways, set a table in the middle of the doorway, put up one of those big pieces of plexiglass with just a small cutout for, you know, uh, basically a, a pizza box and a half-sized cutout. Uh, mm. um, and that's where you go pick stuff up. And it's just open to the sidewalk. Like, yeah. Because it's just like, uh, you know, all the businesses there, they just like exist on a sidewalk on a strip of real estate. Like mm-hmm. there, there's, it's illegal for them to like build and something else <laughs> to, if they wanted to have a sort of entryway sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Is this like, is your thing with the Chinese restaurant? Is it designed to be one person only? Like, yes. If if some, okay, so that, that's a little better. I'm just imagining like, I, I suppose people would probably self-select to do that anyway, but. Hmm. Interesting. Like you could maybe fit two, like, but if you're fitting two people in, they're definitely in the same group because even, even in normal times, like strangers are not comfortable being that close together. Yeah, that's totally fair. So, yeah, but overall, I was just really impressed with the whole domino system. Yeah, and oh, the other thing is like they had an option to select like where you wanted the person to come to to your car like did mm. you want it at the driver's side door did you want it at the yeah. passenger's door or like That's the smart. trunk or the back seat yeah i do like that yeah um because then at least like like if i were getting a pickup like that i would not want to like tell someone to put it in my back seat Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, no, I'll unlock the back door and you go put it in there. Um, I, It just feels like a little weird. Maybe I'd become more amenable to that over time, but it still just feels a little weird. But at least kind of committing yourself to what you want to do before you arrive so that they kind of know what to expect. And you can just all you have to do is kind of confirm it a mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, yeah. Takes a little pressure off, I think. Mm-hmm. But. I'm still stuck on the fact that you took so long to do any online ordering. The clearly superior way of doing all ordering. But that's not here nor there. This is just a fundamental difference between us. You have little value for human connection. That's so not true at all. I, I see. I have high value for accuracy and precision in my ordering, which a terrible phone link at a restaurant does not provide. And I would know because I worked as someone who answered the phone at an Applebee's for a year, and it was the worst thing ever. You could not hear a single thing. Yeah, that's because low-key Applebee's blows, dude. Like, that if you're doesn't from change a real the realities. It would be better. <laughs> Where you're having like a real human interaction with a person, like I was just some the person. drone on the other end of the phone. Like, you are not a person. Don't try to tell me you're a person, Mark. That's right. I was, that, that's the long con that no one ever knows is that episode 100 was just a tiny, tiny warm up. We're now using. Uh, I replaced myself with an AI a long time ago. <laughs> Loki wouldn't be surprised. 
Seems like you tell the same stories every week anyway. JK. Ouch. I'm just trying to hurt you. Sorry. Is there is there an analog to Loki like his high key? Uh the antonym of Loki? Yeah, I think so. I or use is both. Thor the antonym? Is what? Thor. Thor? Oh, okay, I get the joke. Ha 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 ha. I thought you said Sora at first, and I was like, why is Sora the antonym of Loki? <laughs> no. I was making an Avengers joke. Or a mythology joke. I mean, to me it's an Avengers joke because I'm not I'm only well versed in the area of Norse myth- Norse mythology that I learned from watching three Thor movies. <laughs> And that, Avengers movies. Uh, that seems legit. I buy that. <laughs> uh, mythology, not my thing. I actually still have... I'll, I'll uh, use this podcast as a reminder to Aaron that I still have her Greek mythology tech book, textbook from her freshman year of college sitting in my bedroom in Minnesota. <clears throat> that she decided she... Or I think it was... I can't remember. Either the bookstore literally wouldn't take it back or they were taking it back for such a pittance that she decided to keep it. Like, this is, like, a full-fledged textbook about Greek mythology. Like, many hundreds of pages in, like, a textbook form factor. Mm -hmm. It's a hefty book. Um, But I have not looked at it since it has uh, been in my possession for the last four, five years. Something like that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So... All right. Pizza, man. I only had lunch today. I had ramen for lunch. Pizza sounds so good. I mean, I I know I only had it two days ago. I'm not going to have it again for a while, but... Ugh. I could go for just, like, a nice slice of deep dish. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. deep dish? Yeah. Why is that your go-to? Well, it's not my go-to, but if I wanted a slice of one kind of pizza, it would be deep dish because... I get way more out of that. Like a oh. single slice of deep dish is like this is like a meal versus yeah. a single slice of pizza is well now I'm sad. Now I have like bad leftovers cuz I got to the pizza too late. Mhm. So, true. Or you could go to Costco. I don't have a Costco membership. Maybe they've changed things now. Oh, that's right. You can't you... go to the food. Yeah, I forgot. Right, right as I was saying that, I remembered reading at some point that you can go in to the food court. Yep. But I'm still not going to do that. I like. I don't need to have that information in my life. Yeah, you're right. You definitely don't. <laughs> it's not. It's not that life changing that it's in. Like. No, it would be very negatively life changing if I took that information to heart and I knew that I could get a dollar fifty hot dog or like a three fifty slice of really good pizza. At basically any point. I'm like within walking distance of a Costco here. So. Mm-hmm. Ugh. It also is just like a sad adventure to like go to Costco for food. <laughs> 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 it just like feels really depressing when you do it. That is I'm true. Just like, oh yeah. I'm like pretending that I'm going into customer service so I can get a massive hot dog on the cheap. <laughs> or like a huge slice of super greasy pizza. I think it would be hilarious to just walk out of there with a couple hot dogs and just like drive home with them and go watch a baseball game or something <laughs> and be like, wow, I'm saving like, you know, 75% on this at least. <laughs> yeah. All right. Shall we? 
Okay, I feel like you've been trying to transition me, so we'll go with it. We'll go with it all the way to Scary Gary by Mark Bufford. <laughs> Bufford? What? Nothing. What? Did I mess something up? Sca- no, it's definitely no, called Scary it's, Gary. It's your, pron- your pronunciation of the last name just amused me. Bufford? I mean, the second one was also really funny as, like, your secondary <laughs> reaction. Buford? Like, like, it's both closer to what I was thinking, yet sounds so wrong, like, how you could ever think that that's how someone would pronounce it. Bu- how would you pronounce it? Buford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is one of those things where I... I would have never guessed Buford, but the second you said it, I'm like, yeah, that's definitely the right way to do it. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I never okay. see B and U and think Bu. I think Ba or Boo. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> I have literally never seen that movie, so yeah. Uh, I still stand by my point. Okay. That's a movie, right? Yes, it is. Okay, that's what I thought. Who is Scary Gary in this comic? Do you know? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, we'll say it's the... I don't know. So we got a... We're in a house. Looks like a kitchen or something. We've got a little green monster, a vampire, and then some like dude in a in a blue jumpsuit or something. And, and jumpsuit dude's saying... I'm getting ready to kill some insects, so if you have any pets, you should get them out of the house. The The little green monster starts whistling to himself or something, and then starts walking out of the room carrying a jar of bugs and some other very large fanged red bug. Oh, multiple bugs on his body, and he is saying, All clear. In kind of, uh, I don't know, he looks unhappy. Are we killing bugs, Mark, today? Well, okay. Or did I miss uh, something? No, you didn't miss anything. I think you just didn't explain. This comic makes no much sense. context. I think it makes perfect sense. I don't really feel like taking the 30 seconds to explain it to you. Uh, maybe my question will, no, it actually definitely wouldn't help. Anyway, all I was going to ask is, what is your relationship to insects and or arachnids that happen to post up residence where you are? Uh, my relationship with them is, so I'm going to talk like I'm talking to them, okay? Because I feel like that'll give a better sense of like my relationship with them. Um, so like my relationship with them is like, yo, homeboy, like don't make me looking like a be looking like a snob or a slob by like leaving all your webs and crap all over the place. But like also you my homeboys, like you killing other bugs that I dislike more than you, so like you do you bros, I'll try to like I stay out of your lane if you stay out of mine, you know? I always I, I like so this is my thing. I acknowledge the uh kind of biological fact of spiders like to eat other bugs. Right? Mm-hmm. I- I'm on board with that idea. 
Mm-hmm. And yet, I do have a habit of killing spiders, and I've yet to see anything else in my apartment other than spiders. And so I don't oh. really know what to think. I have another. I have another like note to add to my my statement. Mm-hmm. Yo, bro, don't surprise me, or else I'm about to put a cap in your ass. Any bug that surprises me, I don't care how much I like you, you dead. Don't scare me. You dead. That I can subscribe to. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, I I can't quite decide. Most of the spiders, actually, I would say almost every single spider I've seen is in my bathroom. There's two corners that they like to occupy. Why? I I don't know. (laughs) I feel like spiders would hate, I feel like. Humidity would be bad for webs. I feel like I bathrooms no are humid. Clue. Honestly, no idea. The other place that they like to hang out is immediately outside our front door. And yeah. there's been many a time where I've opened up the door to leave. A spider immediately enters and starts scurrying across the floor and I have to kill it real fast. <laughs> and that's always a, you know, a recipe for a good time. Yeah, that counts as a surprise in my book, so it's justified. Yep. I was just curious. I know some people have very strong feelings one way or the other. It feels like we're not quite on the same level. I rarely let a spider live. <laughs> hmm uh, If it were big enough, then it would convince me otherwise to take slightly different action, I think. But these mean? are all... Like if it was like a... If it would be too scary to kill... Oh, okay, yeah. I was going to say, I feel like there's not a linear trend here, at least for me. What do you mean? In terms of, like, my willingness to kill it. Like, real teeny tiny spiders, I think I'm more willing to kill, but then it, like, drops down to me being, like, less willing to kill them, and it stays pretty low until, like, it gets big enough and it drops to like straight zero because I'm no in no way willing to kill it because I'm running away screaming like a little child. Yep. We're definitely on board with each other there. <laughs> yeah. Like them spiders from whatever that Harry Potter movie is where they're like talking and crap. <laughs> Aragorn. Like, or Aragog. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah. Like yikes. Like get me out of there homeboys. Yeah. Agreed. Like you my definitely bros. Agreed but there. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to ever see you or know you exist ever again. Nightmare fuel. 